the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I am your host for today. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. And thank you for tuning into 101.9 Hi FM and listening to the Hi Kids show. Today on the Hi Kids show, I'll be speaking to Michael Owls. He is a podiatrist. Kids, don't go away. We have such an interesting show for you today. Get ready for a very interesting show only on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm your host for today. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon. How are you? How's your day oh, wow. been? Wet. Oh gosh, <laughs> same here. Raining. <laughs> what but is a podiatrist? Podiatrist. Podiatrist. So a podiatrist is part of the medical profession, and his concern is about the lower limb and foot. So a podiatrist looks after the lower limb and the foot. Hmm. Oh, very simple put. Thank mm. <laughs> What made you interested in podiatry? Um. When I was looking for a career, um, I was interested in something in the medical field, but also um, I used to do a lot of sports, and uh, I wanted something sports-related. And uh, podiatry is what caught my interest, because we deal with uh, runners and athletes and um, lots of sports injuries. And uh, in, the, in the medical uh, fraternity, you'd often refer to a podiatrist for any of those sorts of injuries. Hmm. Wow. But why is it called podiatrist? Oh, surprise <laughs> comes, question. Yeah, podiatrist. So, so it's a Latin term, podiatry. Uh, pod relating to the foot. And, uh, and the ist is the, the doing word. So it's a podiatrist. Hmm. What type of surgery did you find was the most difficult one? So a uh, podiatrist um, does uh, very little surgery. We do some minimal invasive surgery. And so um, if any bone surgery has to be done, it gets done by a orthopedic surgeon. And if any general soft tissue surgery has to be done, it gets done by a general surgeon. Could you explain to our listener mm. what is a soft tissue? Soft tissue, muscles and tendons and ligaments, those are soft tissue. <laughs> so that's, that's what soft tissue is, anything that doesn't relate to the bone hmm. or joint. When did you decide to become a podiatrist? So, yeah, uh, it was a decision I made uh, after school, and I was looking for a career, and that's when I decided um, podiatry is the profession I want to do. Well. Oh, do you mean how many years ago? Can, can <laughs> I don't say, want if you want to say. <laughs> yeah, it's about 25, 28 years ago. Mm. So it's been a Let's long time. count how many seconds that is. Yeah, long, long, <laughs> long, long time ago. What is the difference between a physician and a podiatrist? Yeah. So a physician is a specialist doctor, and he deals with all the disorders of the body. A very, so he's a specialist doctor. A podiatrist just deals with disorders of the lower leg and the foot. What happens if someone comes to you with a bro- broken, let's say, pinky toe? <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so the toes have three small bones in them called phalanges, <laughs> and they're quite tiny, especially in children. They're very small. So there's only so much work we can do to get them fixed. So we normally try and stabilize them so that they can't move, 
And depending on the type of fracture, so we get different types of fractures. Some are crushing fractures, some are just turning or spiral fractures. Um, and it depends if the bone's out of alignment, depends what we're going to do. But generally phalanges are so small, especially in children, that there's, there's not that much we can do with them. Why do people get like cracked heels and mm. so much dry skin and mostly the elderly? Yeah. So, so the, the cracked, uh, heels and the dry skin, the cracked heel is, there's a, there's a, a component or a chemical in the, in the skin called elastin. And, um, when the elastin, which allows for the elasticity of the skin, diminishes, the, as you stand on your foot, instead of the tissue expanding and stretching, it just cracks instead, and that's how you find these little cracks in the yields. How would you fix them? Yeah. So there's a number of reasons for it. Obviously, we've got to keep the skin hydrated, nice and moist. So you have to use a good hydration. And then the second thing is, if it's from the expansion of the skin when you put your weight on it, we, you need to wear a shoe that will just hold the yield so it doesn't expand as much. And uh, that limits it. But how would you keep it moist? So using good moisturizers are very important, you know. So to apply a moisturizer, um, and you get lots of moisturizers on the market. We sometimes uh, recommend one. So you go to a podiatrist, they'll recommend which type of moisturizer you use. And the application of the moisturizer is important so that you wait when your skin is dry and then you apply the moisturizer and give it a chance to penetrate into the skin and you're able to maintain it like that. Wow. Not as simple as I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) What is fungus and how can Mm. you treat it? And can you get fungus in any part of your body? Yes. So fungus is a microorganism, like you get bacteria and viruses. We also get fungus, and there's very... Uh, a huge uh, list of fungus that you uh, that we find, um, but affecting the body is there's normally two or three common ones that that we find, and this fungus, uh, by its nature, prefers warm, moist areas, um, and a fungus can be found anywhere on the body. So it uh, depends what type of fungus and depends how it was contracted. How do funguses come? Or fungi. Yeah, <laughs> more than one fungus. <laughs> so, um, so they, uh, fungus are, um, in the air, like you'd find bacteria infection. Uh, so you, uh, you know, when you get a throat infection, yeah. where did you get that from? That infection is caught in friends. the air. Oh, but uh, <laughs> through the air and that. And so fungus can be on the ground, all the surfaces that, uh, all around us, um, they naturally occurring. And, uh, some people, are, we're just susceptible to that fungus. So, uh, and that's what will cause it. Wear a lot of clothes and shoes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not necessarily because the, the clothed, closed environment is moist and dark and perfect for fungus to grow. So, um, always wearing shoes, uh, would, would be an issue. And sometimes we need to aerate it. So oh. barefoot is good. What is aerate? Aerate. To allow the air to come through. <laughs> Should have sounded that before <laughs> <I asked> that. <laughs> what is athlete's foot mm. and who mostly suffers from it yeah. and can it be treated? Yeah. And if it can, how? Yeah. So, uh, athlete's foot is related to the question you just asked. It's a fungus. It's a fungal infection that we get. Fungal. 
<laughs> and that uh, fungal infection uh, normally uh, establishes itself most commonly between the toes, where it's if you constant if 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 it's moist and dark because your foot's always in the yeah. shoe and it's sweaty, um, the fungus then is able to proliferate in that area, and that's how it grows, and that's how we get a uh, fungus to develop um, in the in the area. You mentioned this weird big word, proliferate. Can you Pro- explain to our no. listeners? <laughs> proliferate. Oh, proliferate. Oh. So that means grow, able to expand, able to become more. Hmm. What is orthotics? Mm. How can it help those who need to use them? Yeah. So um, uh, we deal with foot orthotics, but you get orthotics. They are, are braces and um Strap that you can use anywhere in your body, but podiatrists would use a foot orthotic. And a foot orthotic is used to redistribute the weight of the body on the foot. Mm-hmm. So if your foot rolls in too much or rolls out too much or is too much on the forefoot or too much on the heel, an orthotic is used to redistribute the weight to make it more even so that we can correct the alignment of the body. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very yeah. Interesting. And and that's a big component of what podiatrists do. So we look at how the person walks, what their gait is like. And so if they have knocked knees, the ankle is normally rolling in. So if we roll the ankle out, we can straighten the knee and straighten the alignment. And so that's what we deal with. And you use that. And that's done through the use of um, foot orthotics. Can you ever mm. have your knee not in the same line as your foot? Like sometimes when I walk, I notice <laughs> that my knee is like the opposite <laughs> from my foot. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, the alignment of your knee. So we have girls are slightly more genuvalgum. We call it. That's the word we use is genuvalgum. Knock knee, then boys generally, and and so the alignment is never exact. So we have about five degrees of play that we can have in the knee between the knee and the and the ankle. But if that angle is too great and greater than five, then we find that we start to get uh, um, problems with the kneecap as it moves over the the leg bone. And so that's what causes alignment problems and knee problems Hmm. and that we have to correct with a foot orthotic and sometimes muscle exercises. Wow. What happens if you get water, let's say, in your foot? Can you get water in your toe? I have no idea. Water. Uh, Yeah. Water. So um, you can get accumulation of fluid because we're made up of water. So you can get accumulation of water, you know, into an area. So um, if you have like puffy, swollen feet, or maybe Bobo, if you think of it, sometimes has these mm. swollen feet, and so it's a it's an indication that there's something wrong, and that something wrong is sometimes limited to. Just the ankle or just the leg or sometimes it's globally. It means the whole body, something's wrong. And so then we have to evaluate what's causing the collection of the water, what's causing this um, fluid collection. And then from that we, uh, we look at it. Hmm. So it's called pitted edema is the, is the word that we'll have. So you have edema, edema is the swelling. Will there be and pups? it's water. No, pitted, <laughs> pitted. So when you press on it, it forms yeah. like a ditch. So it's pitted. Edema, yeah. My grandpa has mm. giant balloons feet. Oh, it, well, yeah. it looks like it. Um, yeah. And he refuses yeah. to do anything about yeah. it. So yeah. maybe from an actual doctor, well, you know, 
maybe he'll listen. <laughs> yeah, so we have to find out, gee, what's causing the swelling, you know? Diabetics? And, um, so, so there's many things that can cause the swelling. So it can, it's often that the blood flows down to the foot easily because gravity draws it down, but then it's got to be pumped back up. And sometimes if grandpa's not walking enough yeah. uh, and not active enough, or sometimes because the valves in the veins that bring the water, the blood back up are affected, then it'll collect and accumulate there. Sometimes it's something more significant um, that we're concerned, and it's the function of the heart, and depends on how strong the heart is pumping. Well, I think we should, we should have, I should have probably brought mm. my grandpa to hear Yeah, to have an evaluation. He should have an evaluation to see. Sometimes he has, he simple. doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can speak to him again. Yeah, it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> Which age group are most of your patients? So, um, yeah, we have a wide uh, age group of patients. So everyone from, and mainly those people who are, Walking or ambulatory, so those people are walking, but uh, from from newborns to um, old people, older than grandpa. <laughs> well, he's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Can you describe med oh, prescriber? You see, I made the mistake. Yeah. Prescribe medication, yeah. and which medication would you prescribe? So um, the prescription of medicine is important in order to treat different diseases, like the fungal infection. So depending on what the patient presents with, it depends on what has to be prescribed. So sometimes the medication can either be topical, that means that it comes on top of your body, that's topical, so it's a skin, or it can be an oral medication. So it depends on what you're needing and what you're trying to treat. So there's various amounts, and it just depends what you're needing. Hmm. My sister got bitten by probably mm. like a tick a few years ago mm. uh, when she went to camp. <laughs> and then she got spots on her feet, I think probably called vas- vasculina. And what type, what can help that? So it depends what the infecting organism was if she got bitten. And so whatever poison then entered into the body that caused this. And so then we have to fight it with that um, antitoxin. So whatever toxic uh, reaction, have, we have to have an antitoxin for it, and that's how we treat them. Hmm. Well, would oxygen, like the oxygen, you know, those machines mm. that you're going to, can that help? And then actually, if it can, like, can it help in other stuff too? And what? So we have blood flowing through our body. And the blood flowing through our body carries oxygen. And that's what keeps us alive. So we have to have this oxygenated blood, fresh blood pumping through our body. And as it goes, (laughs) and as it goes through our body, it's able to bring nutrients and heal our body. And so, the oxygen therapy that she has is to just increase the amount of oxygen to the area or to the tissue, to the soft tissue, to the muscle, to the skin and that, and try and promote healing, quicker healing. Mm, wow. Which diseases do patients suffer from in their feet? Mm. So there are sometimes local diseases that just affect the foot, but most often eh, if you have a disease, it's global, it's the whole body, somewhere in the entire body. So if you take something like a joint disease, arthritis, it won't just affect 
the foot, it will affect the whole body. Some skin conditions, like you said, athlete's foot, that would affect just on the foot. But there's often that that fungus infection can also be in other parts of the body. And so we then affect or treat the whole body. So there's not specific to one part of the body, but we always have to look at the whole the body as a whole to see where else is the area affected. Wow. I had or have, I don't mm. know, skew feet <laughs> and or probably called flat footed or whatever, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um and then I went to have this operation yeah. and they put screws in yeah. my feet. Yeah. How does that help? Yeah. So in certain candidates at a certain age, you're able to correct the foot from falling in by putting in a screw to hold the bone in the correct position. So it's a fairly new procedure, and sometimes the screw that they're doing also is assisted with a small cut in your calf muscle when there's a – I don't know if you had that. Did you have a little cut in the calf muscle as well? I can show you. No, <laughs> no, but you know your calf muscles. They release that. Wait, what's the calf? Can you remember? Okay. So, so they put, so the idea is to take that bone, like you try and fix a piece of wood that's in the wrong position and nail it into the right yeah. position. That's exactly the same. They take that bone, shift it into the right position, and then take a screw and hold that bone in the right position with a screw. Hmm. Who are the important patients that should be treated really often that come to you, a podiatrist yeah. or? So there are some high-risk problems, high-risk diseases that patients get. Um, and off the top of my head, probably diabetics are the most high-risk. So anywhere where the, the blood supply is affected, because blood's the most essential thing in the body. So wherever the blood supply is affected, in diseases like that, in diseases like diabetes, those people need to be assessed fairly regularly. Yeah. Do runners come to you, mm. and why would they come to you? So, yeah. so um, with running, there's a huge impact of the of your body weight against the ground as you run, and so your feet have to absorb all that shock, and then your ankles have to absorb the shock, and then your knees, and then your hips, and so any injuries that occur are normally shock related. The amount of pressure that's placed on them. And so a runner would come to us when that pressure isn't placed in the correct position uh, because they'll show with injuries to the foot and to the leg and the knees and the hip. And so that's when a sportsman or a runner will come and see us. Can the dietarist treat other parts of the body, like not only the feet and mm -hmm. knees? No. Mm -hmm. So we, we restrict it to treating the lower limb and the foot. But as I said earlier, many things that you see are related uh, to diseases that are over the whole body, the entire body. And so you'd have to refer on when you notice that. Hmm. Well, on that note, let's have a song break. Yeah. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. I have Michael Alsen in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. You can also call on 010-140-3020. Let's carry on with the questions. Can summer shoes be harmful to a person's foot? 
Um, no, I think summer shoes are great. Um, as long as you buy the correct shoe, a correct sandal, you know. And so the correct sandal needs a back strap on it and adjustable straps on the forefoot. So not too slinky, slim, with no uh, <laughs> straps, you know, like slops. I do yeah. prefer a, a, a back strap on a shoe. Everybody, summer shoes, don't forget the back straps. Don't want right. to have to go to doctors. <laughs> what tips can you give us to keep our feet in a healthy condition? Yeah. So obviously basic hygiene is important. So we like to keep our um, feet clean and that we dry our feet properly after our bath or shower, um, that we change our socks regularly, and that uh, we walk barefoot as much as we can. <laughs> really? Yeah. To walk barefoot? Oh, my yeah. mum always says, hey, put your shoes on. <laughs> really? So I it's healthy, especially developing feet. So developing feet are still growing, and we need the bones to grow and the muscles and the tendons and the ligaments to grow properly. And in order to do that and strengthen, they need to exercise a lot. And so by walking barefoot, you're able to grip the ground properly. You're able to feel the resistance and the proprioception, the sensation of the ground and the surfaces underneath your foot. And so you develop a healthy foot. But there's so many germs. That's how God created us. But there's so many Mm. germs, bacteria, let's say, especially bilharzia everywhere. (laughs) And it can just go on you like that. So barefoot, I don't know. Like this, it's bad (laughs) and good. (laughs) So... um, you can go, you develop a resistance and most of the bacteria that you'll find are uh, naturally occurring. So you have m- millions of bacteria on your skin automatically. Yeah. And so obviously I wouldn't go walk in a, a place that's uh, dirty or that's got broken glass or in, in the felt barefoot. Yeah. But in and around the house, in your garden, very, very good to do. I'd never walk in my garden. That's um, the only should. thing I wouldn't walk no, into. You should. I hate walking into my garden. It, nice it's muddy, full of thorns. <laughs> no, they're not. My one is. <laughs> <laughs> but I do walk barefoot. But the thing mm. is, my grand always says, and my grandpa, and everybody's mm. pretty much, put shoes on because, you know, we have dogs. Mm. So I must tell them I'm not going to wear shoes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what causes swelling in the feet and how can you treat it? So, so the swelling that, uh, there's many things that can cause swelling. Sometimes it can be an infection that you have. Sometimes you can have trauma and bump it and that will cause it to swell. Um, sometimes it can be a disease in your body somewhere else that can cause it, like gout. I don't know if you've heard of gout. No. Yeah, so that's where the acid level in your body is too high. So there's many things that can cause it. So we have to find out what caused the problem and then we treat the cause. And hmm. that's how we work. When would you recommend a patient to see a specialist? Yeah. So we have a, f- a scope of practice, what we can do. And so if I had to say, see someone <clears throat> like, uh, say, your grandpa, mm-hmm. and I couldn't work out the swelling, what's causing the swelling. Yeah. So it wasn't something located in the foot and it wasn't in the ankle or the lower leg or the thigh. I couldn't find out, gee, yeah. where is this coming from? Then we have to send him to that physician that we spoke about. And the physician will take blood tests and he'll do a whole lot of clinical tests and he'll find out, ah, this is the cause of it. Mm. So it just depends what's in my scope. If it's got to do with the lower leg and the foot, I'll treat it. Anything else, we'll send it to the physician. Just popping out of my head, I thought of this Mm. just to see if you may know the answer. When they put the screws like in my feet, like I get so much sore feet and it, and now it looks like my ankles puffed up. 
and it doesn't go down. Mm. So maybe you have an answer for okay. that. So, um, so th- w- when we start with that type of thing, so to put the screw in your foot, they had to cut through some yeah. little blood vessels yeah. through the skin and then through the fascia. It's a, a layer that covers it and then through the soft tissue, the muscles and the yeah. tendon, and then they'll damage some of the blood vessels and uh, that are going to the um, in and around the foot. And so the accumulation of it is much greater then. Also, it depends on how much walking you're doing. So if you're not walking as much, your foot will tend to swell more. So you may have noticed that in the morning you wake up, it looks fine. But if you've been had a busy day, towards the end, it's more puffy. So we look at what, what's causing it and see see where the problem is. So it could just be from the scarring, from the surgery, or it could um, just be something else. But why does it get mm. so often pain, and how would I yeah, pain, n- not yeah. let it do that? Yeah, so you'd need to have it assessed and see, gee, what's causing the pain? Where is it? Is it the screw that's still in that can should come out now? Um, or um, is it that the position or the other muscles that are now working aren't used to working? So it depends when you had it, how long ago. And then if the other muscles are starting to work and they're overworking, they'll cause us pain and swelling. Um, so we have to assess, gee, what's happening to the foot? Why is it, how is it functioning? And then we can determine how we're going to fix it. But you shouldn't have pain and swelling in your foot as a 11 year old. So there's something wrong and it must be sorted out. It's not normal. I'll definitely come to you eventually. <laughs> what is a bunion and how do you treat it? Hmm. Bunions are, um, known medically as hallux vulgus deformity. And, um, what bunions are, is that if you look at the big toe, and you normally see it in ladies and normally older ladies, that you'll see there's an angle. The, the big toe isn't facing straight. It's sort of moved to the side. And it's that movement to the side um, of the toe with a big bump on the, uh, on, the, on the big toe, and that's known as the bunion. Hmm. What are corns and how do you treat hmm. that? Oh, lots of things to treat. <laughs> so corns um, are an area... Of hyperkeratosis, so hyper, lots of keratosis, the skin, the outer layer of the skin, and it's a buildup of the skin. Um, so um, calluses and then corns are together. Corns signify the, the central part of the callus, and it's the most intense or most impacted amount of hard skin. And they indicate that there's too much pressure when you're standing, there's too much weight in one area. And so we have to look at, gee, how do we take the pressure off that area to stop the skin from thickening and causing the corn? So what is the callus, though? So, so the accumulation of the dry skin, or the dry hard skin, is the callus. And then the central part, if there's enough pressure on that area, forms the corn. Hmm. What is hamatose? Hamatose. So we have a number of... Toe deformities, you know, like skewed toes. There's a number of different types. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a number of toes. So instead of having a straight toe, your toe can be hammer. So the shape of the toe, or it could be mallet or claw or retracted. So these are the different shapes of the toes. So it's that where there's an imbalance of the muscle. So there's muscles pulling up and there's muscles pulling down. If the one muscle is pulling stronger than the other, it causes the toe to be a different shape. Mm-hmm. And that shape can either be hammer or claw or retracted. So it depends on, on the imbalance of the muscles of the toe. Uh, 
I would just say that someone hit you with a hammer on the toe. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a hammer. That's why they call it hammer toe. Mm. <laughs> Can you treat it? Yeah, they're quite easily treatable. So um, depending on what the status of the joint is, because we have to make sure the joint hasn't become fused and hard, then we're able to straighten the toe in a number of manners. So sometimes we have to just stretch the tendon. Sometimes we have to make the tendon longer. And sometimes we, if, if the joint is disturbed, we have to put a wire in to hold the toes in a straight position. Hmm. What if you dislocate, hmm. let's say, um, I don't know if you can dislocate that part. <laughs> just thinking. Let's yeah, say you're a toe. You yeah, you How can. would you fix it? Yeah, you can dislocate. So there's two words, sublux and dislocate. Um, so dislocate means that the two joint margins, the two bones, are no longer in contact. So if you had to bump your toe hard enough, it will move out of position and the two bones aligning to each other won't be in a straight line and that has to be corrected. So depending on the dislocation depends on how we'd fix it. Sometimes it has to be surgically done or sometimes it can be done um, by manipulation. Hmm. And, but how would you treat a broken toe? So uh, broken toes, those are those little joints that break, or little bones, I mean, that break. And um, as we discussed earlier, the th small little bones that are in the toes that we find are quite tiny. So depending on the type of fracture, depends on how we're going to fix them. But generally, we just brace them and hold them in the right position for them to grow in the right position again. Hmm. How, do you how do I know if there's a good blood circulation in hmm. my foot? So um, there's three pulses that we can feel. The most important one is if you squeeze your toe at the end and you look at the color change, it'll go white and then yeah. the color will come back. So we give it two to four seconds for the color to come back. And if you've got that coming back, so if you squeeze your toe, you'll see it goes white, let go. And then within two to four seconds, you'll see it goes from white to pink again. And then you know there's enough blood supply in your foot. What if it's red? <laughs> well, it goes pink red, yeah, that color, yeah. Why do pa patients suffer mm. from cramps in their feet? Cramp. How can you help that? Cramp, yeah. So, cramp is, uh, can be caused by a number of things. One is that the overworking of the muscle, so that will cause the, and the lactic acid, there's an acid within the muscle, and that muscle, the lactic acid builds up, that could cause, sometimes it's a mineral deficiency that can cause it. So we look at, gee, what's the cause? Um, of uh, of the condition of the cramping and when the cramping occurs, and then we treat it with the correct mineral or support that it needs. Hmm. Can your leg become discolored, and why is it happening if it is? And how can you try it if? Yeah. Discoloration is a big problem because it indicates the blood supply. And we said earlier the blood supply is the most important thing that we need in our body. Because it carries the oxygen around. So if there's discoloration in your um, leg or foot, it needs to be assessed uh, quickly to determine what's causing it. And then and that needs to be fixed. How can people contact you? So um, I have a practice in, uh, in the Linksfield Hospital. Can I give you the number? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's 11 Three five six two, um, and so you can contact that number, or you can Google my name, Michael Else, and you'll find it. Um, but there's also the Podiatry Association to find a podiatrist closest to you, 
um, and you can uh, contact them on, I'm trying to look for the number, 086-110-0249. Well, everybody, I think you have the best podiatrist right in front of us. This has been High Kids, Four Kids, Bike Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. Thank you so much to my guest, Michael Alves, for coming on Hi Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy and Craig, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another Hi Kids show, only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye and Shabbat Shalom, kids!